Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khani Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. Today's a special episode because I'm going to take you behind the scenes to get to know one of our members of our Owners HQ program. Her name is Sheila Smazinski, and you're going to listen to our VP of Operations and Head of Product, Michalina, have this conversation with Sheila. In this conversation, Sheila really shares with us the struggles, the successes, the grief, the milestones, the roller coasters, the joys, all the things that come with being a school leader. Some of the highlights of this conversation is where Sheila talks about before joining our Owners HQ program, she felt that she was alone and on an island. When she started listening to the Schools of Excellence podcast, she started realizing that there is value in joining a community of like-minded leaders. Uh, Over her time inside of the Schools of Excellence program, she felt revitalized in her passion for her center and career building in her legacy and her school culture. Since joining our program, she's been able to take three vacations a year and walk away and enjoy, knowing that her center directors run each location and make the best decisions that are aligned with company values in her absence. Another one of her highlights is being able to prioritize self-care, like regular massages, mental health care personal time with her family. She's also been able to reset her priorities and take care of herself in all areas of her life while still excelling and growing her center. I hope you enjoy the conversation that we had with Sheila. All right. So Sheila, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me your name, what center you are in, what your role is and where you're located. All right. So my name is Sheila Smazinski. I actually have two childcare centers just north of Madison, Wisconsin. Two programs. One we consider our preschool program, which is our birth six weeks up to 4K. Um, That center is licensed for 78 kids. And then I also have a second center that I own that is what we consider our school age program. So that's anybody who's in 4K and older up through fourth grade. And that facility is licensed for 82 kids. So all together over 150 kiddos. And then we also collaborate with our school district running our 4K program 
as well as our child care center. So we also offer 4K to a group of about 80 children during the school year. Amazing. That's amazing. That's us. (laughs) So how long have you been part of the owner's HQ program? I just celebrated one year. Yeah, I know, right? Exciting. I I know. I'm like, when I was talking to Honey, I was like, I don't even know how it came up, but I'm like, it's been a year. I can't believe it. It went fast and it's been great. So yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So tell me a little bit about what was going on in your center before you started the program. Like what was life like for you and your staff and the challenges that you were facing? You know, I've owned my center for 17 years and we've always been a high quality, excellent school. We have highly educated staff. We have compassionate staff. And then we ran into COVID and that's really what brought me to the group. Um, The center was running great. And then when COVID hit, I felt like I was standing in the middle of an ocean all by myself. I didn't know where to go, where to turn. I had support systems through my staff, through my two management directors, Our community came together really well, but I still felt like I was just an island. Like I didn't know where to go or where to turn. I felt really lost, super frustrated, kind of wanted to throw in the towel. To be honest, at that point, we were, you know, a year into COVID. It wasn't going away. Staff morale was starting to slip. The the restrictions put on us as far as what I felt was inhibiting or prohibiting our quality care. We weren't able to have a lot of the things in the classrooms that I felt were essential to to quality care. So I just had to, like, I was looking for a way to just find a group of people, a place where I could share, a place to share ideas, to gather ideas from. I just felt like there was nobody else experiencing what I was that I could reach out to. And that was really where, when I just literally stumbled across a Facebook post with, I think it was a podcast. And I was like, oh my goodness, what is this? What, What is this group? And I started listening to the podcasts and I was like, these people get me. This is this is what I need. I need to have a place that's safe, that has people who value quality, who understand what quality means, who have, you know, my longevity and my team. I was starting to fear that they were going to start throwing in the towel and, and walking away. Finding not just Hani, but then the connections I've made with the, st- with the other people in the group, I was able to say, oh my gosh, it's not just me. I'm not standing here by myself in the middle of an island. And I started to grow a little tribe, I guess, on my island of people who yeah. I could... I could help have help share frustrations, help brainstorm ideas, come with come to the table with this is what I'm dealing with, what are you doing about it? And it really helped me feel like I had a support system I needed to keep going because I was ready to throw in the towel, to be honest, at that point as well. Wow. Wow, it's amazing. Yeah. Was there like a moment where you were like, this is the realization of like this is a program for me? Or was there hesitations? Like you just were jumping on it, or did you have any hesitations at first? The only hesitation I had and is 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 the cost. Like I was a little, okay. little, little taken aback, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but but once I realized this was the place for me. Like I knew I wanted to be a part of the group. I just knew that this is where I wanted to be. I had tried a couple other programs and different places to go early COVID. And like I said, when I found found Hani's group and just started listening to the different stories people were telling, I was like, I need to make this work. I need to figure out how this is going to fit in my budget and how I can be a part of, of something that's going to make me be better and, and almost revitalize my passion because I had kind of lost a little bit of that. So that was really it. Like I had my call with Hani and it was everything I wanted, like everything she did, we talked about was like, this is the place for me. This is, you know, I had, like I said, I flittered with a couple other programs and I just didn't feel the the connection. Mm-hmm. And so when I met with her and then um, she threw out the dollar amount, I was a little like big breath. 
I said, give me, give me a couple of days. And, you know, I just made it work. I had to figure out how to make it work. And then, you know, we talked about my directors and once again, this is an industry that doesn't always have money to just right. throw away. <laughs> you know, we have to be really cognizant of our budget. So that was kind of a cost that kind of held me back from bringing my directors on. But once again, I got to that point where it was like, they need to grow with me because if they're not part of the program, they're not going to grow with me. Mm-hmm. So bringing them on recently, I think has been a really good move for us. And once again, it was going back to that table and figuring out where can we make this work financially for our center? Because that everything about being a part of this community and being a part of these group, this group of owners was, was a no brainer for me. I wanted to be a part of that. Absolutely. So you spent a whole entire year in the program and yeah. then decided to bring in your, in your directors, you have two directors who are just going to start soon. Yeah. So you obviously found the value that it was totally worth the cost for the value that you were getting in return. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. The personal growth that I've had, the mindset shifts I've had um, have made me a better leader. And I wanted to make sure my directors who, you know, once again, you know, they run amazing centers. They do a great job, you know, with staffing, with all the pieces, parent interaction stuff. But, but there was just like that next step, like that next growth. Um, you know, we've taken all the classes, we've done all the continuing ed. Mm-hmm. This is something different. It's not, it's, it's, it's a different growth. It's not a knowledge growth as far as like, this is how you balance the books or this is how you do CPR. It's, you know, it, it's a, it's a different type of growth for me that really like changed, not just who I am as a leader in my center, but also gave me an opportunity to be a a better mom, a better wife. (laughs) You know, I I look at things differently as a result of being in in the program. So the ripple effect of it has gone into your personal life as well. Correct. It really has even just things like, I don't take work home with me. And that means not just physically taking work, work home with me, I don't mentally take work home with me anymore. I've mm-hmm. learned to, to manage my days. Um, I think my biggest takeaway as far as just being able to manage my life better, which is something I really needed yeah. because in the middle of COVID, I felt like everything was just spinning out of control, you know, was that whole time management piece, the time blocking, the, my husband laughs at me because every Sunday I sit down with my, I'm old school. I have to do paper calendar, but I sit down with my book and I, you know, there's some things that I keep in my phone on my, on my Google calendar, just as reminders that'll come up. Cause also I get a little busy with something and I'll forget, Oh, I have a meeting or I have a zoom call, mm-hmm. but everything gets planned out and time blocked. You know, I give myself lots and lots of white space because my days involve a lot of justifiable interruptions. I don't want to say, um, you know, I'm really good at putting my, please come back at noon and not only if the school's on fire and you just called 911 sign on my door, my staff respect that. They know that that's what I call my fire time. That's where I'm working really hard to make sure our center is running at the best it can. But by being able to time block and increase my productivity during the day, I've been able to walk away from my desk at the end of the day and leave everything behind, which I mean, I've been doing this, like I've been in childcare for 30 years and I don't know when my brain has gone home and been able to actually shut off work and be able to focus on the family. And I have adult children. So I wish I kind of would have found you guys a little bit sooner (laughs) (laughs) because it would have been a lot better. My kids had a great, great childhood, but you know, it just, I look back at when they were younger and, and the time that my job mentally, even just, you know, sitting at home, not being present for them. So yeah. it's, it's fun. My son's in college. He's home for the summer. You know, we have, we call it family dinner a couple times a week. His girlfriend comes over, my daughter comes over and we sit down and have family time. And it's nice because even as adult children, sometimes you don't get to connect, but to be fully present and hear them and listen to them and, and be a part of their adult lives is really, really 
awesome. I mean, it's cool that I can be a part of what's going on with them as adults too. And it's just a whole different ball game. But, you know, my husband, we go for walks at night. We don't, you know, I'm not sitting with my laptop open. We get to spend more quality time together. We're traveling, you know, like I've been able to say, okay, my center can survive without me. And I'm going to go on vacation. We go on vacation three times a year and we, I honestly, I just walk away. I just trust that my two directors between the two of them will make the right decision. And I'm able to literally just take that break that I need to come back and be the person I need to be for my team. So, wow, that's amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. I yeah. love, and it's, love it's that. a lot of it is just, you know, that productivity. I, you know, if I don't time block, I am literally, literally flailing through my day. Yeah. I will get to, the, I'll get to three, four in the afternoon and be like, what did I do today? But if I time block, I walk away feeling so accomplished and mm-hmm. so ready to start the next day, knowing that I'm ready to move on to the next tasks. I, it, it's just a, it's a really great tool that I would have, I don't know if I would have came across sure. without you guys. So thank you. Yeah. I love that. I, I actually would love to learn a little bit more about how, what you've learned in the program, how you've like translated that into your center as well. Like your staff, how are they learning from you? How do you, how has that relationship changed? If at um, all? Always had a great staff. Yeah. And they've always interestingly looked at me as a role model as far as how we operate and how we handle things. I think the big thing was COVID gave us, gave me all the control. I've always trusted, like I said, my directors, they make the calls. If it's the wrong call, we'll talk about it later, but we never like throw anybody under the bus kind of thing. But um, I think during COVID, because I had to make so many of the decisions that had to happen as far as protocol and just everything. It took away their ability to be able to Mm. make decisions. So as we came out of this whole COVID nonsense Mm. and rules started kind of backing off and the staff were able to make more decisions, I think that they didn't know how to anymore. Like they just Mm. didn't know what was, parents would come to them with a question. They'd just be like, I'll have to check, you know? And so I think part of it is I've given them back their voice through the, the program through listening to the podcast, through listening to the strategic advisories mm-hmm. and, and how other people are handling their centers, I've been able to allow them to grow again and be able to be more confident in their, in their position, I think is probably the biggest growth that's come out of this because I don't think without the support system I had giving back that control, because I'm kind of a control freak. I think anybody <laughs> in this position might be, sure. you know, so, you know, I kind of liked being able to one that always called the shots, but, you know, being able to step back and say, I trust you. I believe in you you have the ability to do this and giving them back that confidence has really allowed them to start making their decisions and, you know, having ownership in the classroom. I'm not a micromanager, I don't micromanage as a manager. You know, Mm -hmm. I I assume everybody's going to do their job the best they can. Now I still do classroom observations. We still have one-on-ones, you know, and I think going back to like for them, I think the one-on-ones, that was one of the things I grabbed from schools of excellence. Um, you know, I would check in with my staff. I'd pop in in the morning. We'd have a quick conversation. Oh, how are the kids? What'd you do this weekend? And, you know, I think they felt appreciated that I took interest in their lives, but we started doing one-on-ones and we started making them a a habit and making them part of every month. We block out time on the calendar with each of my directors and we meet with everybody one-on-one. And, you know, the first couple took a long time, longer than I thought they would. But the fact that they actually had a listening ear that literally put everything aside and said, tell me what's going on. What do you need for me? Um, I would grab questions off of the list from schools of excellence and kind of throw them for a little bit of a loop because initially when you call everybody in the office, they're all thinking, oh crap, what's, what's going on? You know, that, that fear factor sets in for everybody. Now they know, you know, we've been doing them for eight months. They know when 
they look forward to it. They look forward to having that listening ear and they know that they're going to get that opportunity for Angie and I, or one of us to sit down with them and say, how's it going? What do you need? How are you thinking about this? And it gets their brains thinking and it gets them kind of thinking a little bit more besides just the day-to-day operations of the classroom. But like, you know, we just had a huge goals and values setting kind of process. And we came up with our, you know, our our core values. And then I met with everybody one-on-one and we talked about those and how those look in the classroom. You know, what does respecting family look like in your classroom? How does that play out? What is that looking at? And that was just nice because once we had those core values, everybody knew what the game plan was. Everybody knew how we functioned. You know, I kind of always felt like we all kind of had the same values, but this was putting it out on paper and putting it out there. You know, so now that people know like what we value, it also kind of created a more cohesive team as a result of it. But the one-on-ones have been a huge factor of giving them that listening ear. And then, like I said, giving them back the ownership that they need. And the one-on-ones were part of that as well. A thousand percent. It's amazing. Incredible. Yeah. I would love to learn a little bit more about your experience with the community of, uh, at the Schools of Excellence. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I have met so many amazing and wonderful people. We just finished the efficiency challenge, mm-hmm. uh, letting go efficiency. And honestly, I was hesitant to jump on. I was, like, I just was like, mm. and I got to meet an owner from Israel. Yeah. Like, how cool is that? Alana is rocking it over there. We shared such great ideas. And it was just for me, the fact that she's halfway around the world and we're sharing similar experiences. Like who would have thought, like who Mm -hmm. would have even, and when would I get an opportunity to meet somebody from Israel? Like that's a great, great thing. But I think, you know, even people I've met through other challenges through, I I attended the summit last March. Mm So I got to connect face-to-face with people. Those relationships that I made, we still, a lot of social media, Facebooking and messaging back and forth, just saying, uh-huh. hey, this is what I'm dealing with. And you just get that love back that says, you're not the only one. Here's what I've done to do it. You know, I don't have to be the one that comes up with all the solutions. I don't have to be the one that comes up with how are we going to deal with this? Because there's this whole group of amazing people who have ideas I've never even thought of and being able to throw that out safely, which I think for me was a big thing, like kind of a reserved person. I don't like to put myself out there a lot, but knowing that there was safety in the group as well, that it was not someplace where anybody was going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe you had to deal with that. And granted, we do say that sometimes like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that parent said that. But it's that, that, that love back that helps you grow as a, as an individual. You know, I've done hot seats with Sharon, who's Mm. made me think quickly about like, oh yeah, that that yeah. would work, you know, or I'll check back in with you after I try that, you know, so there's accountability as well, which yeah. Lord knows, you know, as the owner, <laughs> accountability can go out the window at any point, you know, you really have nobody holding you accountable but yourself. And so having that accountability with the other owners and saying, oh, how did that work out for you really helps me be better too. It, like, I don't, I don't just push it off and be like, oh, that's going to the bottom of the to-do list because I don't want to deal with it. So it's been an amazing experience. I am definitely coming back next March. You will see me at the summit. Um, You know, I just feel like it was an interesting experience for me because I wasn't sure what to expect. I came by myself, which if this gets, if any reason someone is going and they're (laughs) contemplating it, go, go put yourself outside your comfort level. I mean, it was like the best thing I did. I, I don't, you know, I, I like to travel in numbers or safety. There's comfort in that, but um, I really wanted to do this by myself because we had talked about bringing my directors with me to that. Um, when I registered for it and I really felt like this was just something I needed to do for me so that I could connect with and be a part of something. I had to force myself to kind of do that, but it was one of the best growth experiences I think I had. It really made me think at a higher level 
a different way of looking at, you know, just looking at my legacy. What does that look like? What does that yeah. mean long-term for us? And that was a huge part of that too. So it really made me step back and look at the bigger picture of just what, what this all is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, curious what your thoughts were on the campfires at the event. You know, you're probably not going to like my feedback. That's I, okay. I was not a huge fan of them. Okay. Uh, I. What group sure are you part of? I was a Sharon. Okay. So I, I, I don't know. It just, I didn't take away what I thought I would. So okay. I, I actually am sitting on the email and I'm like, I think I need to give it another shot because I do love connecting with people. You know what I mean? The, yeah. the connecting piece of it. I just, I don't know. It's just, it, the story shared didn't resonate with me. Okay. Yeah. So that was a little tricky for me. I don't like, I felt kind of like an odd man out there. I don't know, okay. which was weird because I didn't feel that way overall. And I did talk to Hani about this a little bit when we met after we had our one-on-one afterwards. It was a, it was a little, um, I don't know, like I just, like we were supposed to pair up afterwards and I just was kind of standing there by myself and I tried to like pair up with people and it just kind of was like, mm. I mean, I had one person who said, no, I want to be with this person. Like it was just like sure. really, and I know they didn't mean it to be, but I felt like that high school girl standing there going, <sighs> um, what, what, what? Right. that's but okay. I did, up, I did end up with, I think his name's Ryan Doberson and then okay. another lady. And, you know, I, I'll be really honest. I, for me, I'm in a little bit different time in my life than a lot of people that are coming. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm looking at what's my exit plan. What is that going to look like? Sure. So a lot of the people I was with, you know, we were talking about kind of like, you know, growth and, and buying more centers and, and those type of things. So that was a little, it was hard for me. Yeah. To, so I mean, yeah, That's I okay. still have their contact information and stuff, but like both of them were looking at expanding their centers. So that was really where the conversation yeah. went, you know, where for me, I, I don't, I don't really want to expand. I had the opportunity about a year ago to move into collaborate with a, with a business that wanted to put a child care center in for their employees slash community. And I actually walked away from it and said, no, I don't think I want to grow right now. I just want to yeah, I wanna kind of figure out the other direction. So, yeah, so it was, it's just, sometimes it's hard for me in a sense that the conversations that are happening about growth and acquiring more centers or, sure. or whatever that is like, like that's, that's not my phase of life right now. Sure. And, and I, I keep, I keep reassuring my staff because I don't want them to freak out. Like I can't <laughs> doesn't mean selling. I just need to figure out when I'm ready to leave. Yeah. What does that look like for me? Like, is that sure. selling? Is that handing the reins over to somebody else? Are my kids interested in this place? Like what, yeah. you know, where, where, what does that look like? So I guess, you know, I'm, I, I did not have a great experience with the campfires, but I am not. That's okay. <laughs> so. No, I think, I think that it's, it's kind of very interesting because for me, it's really good feedback because it, it does really matter where people are in the season of life, where they are yeah. in the season of just, you know, ownership of their, of their yeah. centers, because it does yeah. change how you guys interact and what you guys are right. connecting on. Right. So, right. I mean, all, you yeah. know, feedback is still good feedback in the end, okay. right? Because <laughs> I think in the end, like maybe you had a poor experience just because they were not connecting with you the same way. But if it had been somebody that was, yeah. it could have been a completely different. Yeah. Scenario, and like, right? like Ryan was at my table mm-hmm. and I connected okay. well with Ryan. Like it wasn't yeah. like just because they're in a different season of life. I don't because mm-hmm. him and Catherine, I believe is his wife. Those two, you know, I, I still connect with them outside of the group. Like I talked to her and stuff. Um, we're friends on Facebook. So I, you know, I, I don't feel like there was a disconnect being with them, but there were a couple other people that were at my table who I felt like we were kind of in a similar place. I don't think they're part of the group anymore, or they were okay. kind of looking at it. 
but I now one is Diane Sanchez. Okay. Yeah. I don't think she's part of the group right now. Nope. Um, Not yet. But you know, her and I connected really well. I've actually went across her and like some of Beth's stuff, Beth Cannon's um, trainings and stuff. Um, And there was a Sylvia. I can't remember her last uh, name. Valdez. Yes. And like, she's kind of in the same circle of life as I was. She was leaving the conference and she was heading to go look at retirement homes in Florida, you know? So, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I did connect with people. I thought it was a great experience to go to the summit, but um, awesome. that particular, I, everything else was amazing though. I can't say one bad word about anything. I mean, That's overall, the even the campfire, even though it wasn't like the greatest thing for me, I still thought it was, it was a good group. Yeah. Um, you okay. know, I really, the, um, the, the, the mimes, not the mimes, the, oh, the, um, yeah, I can't think of the name. Yeah. Of the name. <laughs> without talking. Oh yes. my God. That was the best. Like it, I yeah. was so outside my comfort level that I was like, I do not want to do this. And by the time it was done, I absolutely thought it was the most hysterical thing I've ever been a part of. So. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah. I'm right. I, it's funny because we have videos and we have, uh, like photos of everyone going, no, like I don't want to do this. Oh yeah, and by the oh, end, yeah. I'm literally crying, laughing. It's so funny. Yes. I love it. I like try to figure out how to do that. Like, see if I can bring in a group up here with my staff or one of our yeah. staff trainees, because I think they would get a hoot out of that. So I definitely suggest that. I feel like it just helps you connect a lot better. I feel like it, it's it's a really fun experiment for yourself, like personally on a personal yeah. level. Just you know, getting to know yourself and like laughing at, at the things that you do is yeah. totally what we need to be able to do. At any time, right? Not just exactly. forced to exactly. that, right? <laughs> we can't be serious all the time. <laughs> exactly. Have fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have a, a, the next question is really more about your future. So I would love to know a little bit more about what goals you currently have for you in the center at the, at the moment. My goals right now. Well, we're a five-star center, which in, mm-hmm. in Wisconsin is um, our young star rating system. And you can go about it two ways. So one is through accreditations. We do have one of our centers is accredited. The other one is through the young star process. Um, so it's, it's a whole binder full of criteria similar to accreditation, but it's done via our state. So both centers are up for renewal this fall. So that's our biggest focus as far as just business operations go is getting both centers reevaluated and, and into um, five stars. So there's a lot of mindset work with our staff. Um, we have great longevity with our staff, but we've recently seen some turnover um, and not turnover because people are unhappy, but turnover because one of my staff went to go be a minister. One of my staff went to go be her assistant minister. Like um, just like crazy, like great growth opportunities for my staff. And one of the things I truly believe in is supporting my staff in their education. So here in Wisconsin, we have what we call teach scholarships and teach scholarships offer staff who are part of a childcare center to go back to school and get their associate's degree in early childhood and then a four-year degree in in elementary ed or 4k and you literally pay 5% of the tuition the state pays 90% of the tuition and we pay 5% of the tuition so those are great opportunities to grow our staff in education so we recently had some staff that left to go to the school district because you know that's kind of their next step so as we've lost a couple staff we've had to rehire new staff so we have some great great young staff that have come in but they need a lot of mentoring they need a lot of coaching and so I think my kind of my new goal is like everybody was talked about it's the wishing well way. It's the way we do things. It's that culture that we've built over the years, re redefining and reacclimating staff to that. Because I think once again, I hate to bring back COVID, but you know, that kind of dampened our culture here. And so that was part of the reset with our values is bringing those back in and then hiring people who fit those value systems. So I think it's regrowing our culture here to fit what we 
what we really believe in and making sure that everybody who comes on board is a part of that value system. So that's kind of that. I think as far as, um, you know, long-term, I talked a little bit earlier, you know, I am looking for what does life hold for me as I get ready to retire. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's making sure I have systems in place. It's making sure I have um, the things I need to be able to do what I want to do as I age up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I want to travel. I want to, I want to spend time with my husband. I want to do some fun things. I don't want to just die working. So I need to find that balance and and schools of excellence has helped me as I've spoken, find that as far as being able to walk away from my job and be able to focus on family at the end of the day or to take vacations and do things. But, um, you know, for me, it's making sure my managers, you know, my two directors are leading the way that I would lead. And that's why we brought them into the circus schools of excellence is so that they share that. So that, you know, when they take over the full reins, I can know that they're, doing it the way I want them to. So I don't know. Yeah. No, I love it. Is there any other way that we haven't spoken about that schools of excellence has added value to you, your life or your center? Sure there is. (laughs) That's okay. If not, no worries. You know, it's been just overall such a huge growth experience for me to like kind of nitpick it into those pieces. You know, I just for me, it's it's giving me some freedom I didn't realize I've had before. Being able to as a drop of a hat kind of a, yesterday we had a, my cousin from Washington state was in town. So in town means Northern Wisconsin to about two and a half hour drive for me <laughs> and all my aunts and all my cousins, like everybody was getting together for the day. And I hemmed and hawed and hemmed and hawed. And I was like, do I go, do I not go? Do I go? Do I not go? So then I, I called my sister who lives an hour south of me, which would mean a three hour drive for her. I said, let's go together. Come with me. Let's do this. Let's go visit our aunts and see everybody. You know, and she couldn't take the day off. She couldn't do it. She just couldn't leave work. And I, being a part of schools of excellence, you know, I can do that. I can have the systems in place that allow me to say, I can go do this. You know, it's it's giving me some freedoms in a sense of, I know things are being taken care of. I know that, I know that in a weird way, my job isn't the most important thing in my life. Thanks to a value reset. (laughs) It's important, but it's not, it doesn't always have to take that top priority when other things come up, come up. So I think that's for me is probably just that mindset shift of where my priorities are, just what's, what's my top three, you know, and it isn't work. Isn't always the one that's at number one, depending on the day. And that's huge for me. Like I was a workaholic. I mean, I think a lot of people can relate to that mm-hmm. where I was in my center for 60 hours a week. I'd come in every weekend and I was the repairs and maintenance person. And I was the, I took care of everything. And I've come to realize that my time is valuable too. And that family is important and just mental health is important. I take time every month to go get a massage, sometimes twice a month. I do those things that reset my mind and help me as well, which you know, I don't know that I would have made time for prior to schools of excellence. They really helped me set my priorities and think about what's, what's the highest value for me. What's at this point going to be the best thing for me to do in order to be the best owner and and manager I can be. So love it. That's amazing. Okay. So last question. All right. If a friend or colleague were to tell you they were considering joining the owner's program or the directors in a circle, what would you tell them? do it (laughs) without hesitation. Um, I would highly encourage it. I mean, this program has brought to me so much, like I've mentioned between um, just a better person. I think I'm a better person. I do. I think I'm a more compassionate, more thoughtful person, um, (laughs) which helps a lot in a lot of areas of life. But um, I, I can't say one reason not to join. There is 
value every time you turn around. There's something you're going to gain, some piece of knowledge. You know, and sometimes when I when I look at a podcast theme or I look at something, I'm like, oh, I got that. I know that. I know how to enroll kids or I know how to talk to staff in difficult conversations. I I got that. And I don't. Every time I listen to a podcast or I look through another, another piece of the Schools of Excellence pyramid, I'm like, oh, I never thought of that. So there's always little pieces of nuggets that I get that I'm like, yeah, or even if I knew it, like, or I think I, you know, it's, it's a good reminder for me to be like, oh yeah, step back and, and look at it from this perspective. So it's brought to some new thinking for me that I think has been really helpful. So I think there's always something to learn. And if you're looking to grow, this is definitely the program to be in. Thank you so much, Sheila. This is such a good, it was a great conversation. I love speaking and hearing all Well, you made it very easy. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much. I hope that you enjoyed listening to Sheila's in-depth story, everything that comes along with her amazing journey inside of our Owners HQ program. What I want you to be inspired by when you listen to this story is these don't have to just be long-distance dreams that one day you achieve. These goals and dreams are possible for you. Sheila has been able to experience this because of doing the work, showing up, committing to herself, and doing the work. And so if you resonated with today's episode and you enjoyed listening to it, I want to tell you a little bit about our Owner's HQ program. Our Owner's HQ program is for owners or executive managers, regional leaders who are interested in coming together with community, high-level coaching and mentorship, as well as understanding that they're looking for solution-based thinking. They're looking to disrupt their thinking. They're looking to elevate their mindset. They're looking to stop doing things the way that they've always done them and saying, there is a better way. There's a smarter way. There's a better model for me to operate from. and. If that is you and you're looking for that type of community, you're looking for those types of leaders to collaborate with, and you're looking for high level training and done for you systems, um, coaching and mentorship and the opportunity to up level yourself, then I really encourage you to check out our Owners HQ program. The link is in the show notes. It's by application only. We're very, very selective about who joins our program because we have worked very hard to curate and bring together an incredible group of leaders. So if you're interested, click the link in the show notes, read more about our Owners HQ program, our directors in our circle, fill out an application, and I look forward to connecting with you. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you tune again next week for another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there. 
I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.